the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, that the eyes of my understanding will be flooded with the light of your word, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards me who believe. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that I speak not as a mere man, but I speak as the oracles of God, Father. Think through my mind, speak through my lips. I thank you, utterance in the Holy Ghost, Father. I thank you that the word of the Lord has free course and reign with us today, even as it was with Jesus. We thank you, Father. I thank you that your word will come out of my mouth like a flame of fire, destroying the works of the enemy, undoing the works of the enemy, Father. I thank you for all that is wrought. I thank you for the such manifestations that will never be the same in Jesus' name. Everybody say, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go to Jeremiah chapter 24. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today I'm going to talk about knowing your father. Hallelujah. Knowing your father. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. It says, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Again, I will give them a heart to know me. And I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Go to Jeremiah chapter 31. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. It says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. I got two more scriptures as my text. Um, Psalms 27. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Psalms chapter 27. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4. It says, this is David. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. One thing have I desired of the Lord, one thing I'm asking of the Lord that I, will, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. My last text is um, Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah. It's good to have a lot of word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9, Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, it says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, 
that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, that I may know him. And today I want to talk about knowing your father. You know that majority of the believers don't know God, even though they're born again, but they don't know God. Hallelujah. You can see one thing is to get born again and to receive Jesus, but it's another thing to know him. It's like, for example, you can be related to somebody, but that's a matter of birth. But to fellowship with that person is a matter of choice. We're related to God simply because we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. So we're related. We're his sons and his daughters. But God wants us to know him. And a lot of people just, they don't know God. They don't know God. I heard one prophet say, he says, that if the Holy Ghost came walking down the street in a red hat, most of the believers wouldn't know him. And it's a shame that we don't know God, but God wants us to know him. God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him and to develop such strong relationship with God that we know him. That when somebody speaks, we, rather, we know whether it's God or not. If somebody gives a word of prophecy, we can judge and say, that's not God. We want to know God. That's our whole purpose. That's the whole purpose why God saved us, is to know him. The whole benefit of going to heaven is so that we can know God. And that's the bottom line, is God wants us to know him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And what is knowing God? Go to John chapter 17. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people say, well, okay, I know God. I, um, I'm saved, I'm going to go to heaven, but most of the believers don't know God. John chapter 17, verse 3, and this is knowing God. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is life eternal. A lot of times people think of life eternal as going to heaven, right? I know I used to think that way. But life eternal is knowing God. This is life eternal. Eternal life is abiding on the inside of us simply because we have faith in Jesus. We're saved. The difference between a sinner and a, a saved person is that their nature has changed. Just because a lot of times people say, well, we're all sinners. No, we're not all sinners. You're a sinner based on your nature. Like, for example, if you have the nature of the pig, the nature of the pig is to go back into the mud. You can clean the pig up dressing like a little girl, but the nature of the pig is to go back into the mud. The same way with sinners. The nature of the sinner is to still sin. Sin dominates over their life. But the nature of a Christian is to be like God. A nature of a Christian is to know God. A nature of a Christian is to have a love nature, to be a person of love. And so the difference between a Christian and a sinner is that their nature is different. They're born again. They're born from up above. They're born of God. So we're born of God. We have God, eternal life, living on the inside of us. Eternal life is not dying and going to heaven. Eternal life is when you receive Jesus, eternal life enters into your life, into your heart, and into your spirit. Your spirit becomes alive to God. Now, not only the reason why Jesus came is not only to save us and so that we can go to heaven and so that we can have total fellowship with God the Father. You remember back in the garden where God, God he, him and Adam was best friends. I like to put it like this. Him and Adam was best friends. And he said, now, you eat from every fruit. I want you to multiply, replenish the earth. One thing I don't want you to do, I don't want you to take, take, um, partake of the knowledge of good and evil. And so, um, <laughs> uh, you know the whole story. Adam took that and, you know, and all of a sudden there was separation between God and man. Now there's a big gap between God and man. And Jesus says, okay, I'm going to come down to the earth and I'm going to restore man back to God. I'm going to become a man so that man can get to know God the Father. Jesus says, I've come that... He says, I come to seek that which was lost. And a lot of times we think of lost people. But he came to seek the lost fellowship between God and man. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. No longer do we have to have a big gap between God and man, but we can know God. The Bible says in Jeremiah 31 that they should all know, you, know me. God wants all of us to have an intimate relationship with him on a day-to-day -day basis. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Hallelujah. Knowing God, hallelujah, I want to know my Father. I don't want to be ignorant of God. I want to know God. The Bible says in Daniel, they that know their God shall do great exploits. Because you know God, you won't live a certain way. Because you know God, you'll pay your tithe. Because you know God, you'll come to church. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. If you know God, you'll do everything that is pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. You remember there's a scripture, Jesus says, if the Pharisees and Sadducees, if they knew God, they wouldn't have said those things about me. They wouldn't crucify me. Because they didn't know God. And they were looking for Jesus, they were looking for the Messiah, but they didn't, they didn't know God. They only knew God through the law. But we can know God through grace. Hallelujah. First John chapter 5, verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. And this is true. This is the true God, eternal life. We know, we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him. God wants us to know him. Hallelujah. That's good news. God saved us so that we can know him. God didn't save us so we can come to church every day. I mean, every Sunday and Wednesday, just like, praise God. And then die and go to heaven. But God wants us to know him. God wants us to know him. He, just like if you had a kid, or uh, some of y'all do, I don't. <laughs> some of y'all have kids, and uh, you want that kid to get to know you. I mean, you want to, like, you know, your grandfather was like this, and your grandma was like this. And when I was a boy your age, I, I used to do this. I used to play baseball. Da -da. You want them to know you. That's the same way with God the Father. He wants us to know him. He says, okay, I got this one son who is Jesus. And me and Jesus have perfect fellowship. I mean, we have such great, intimate fellowship with one another. I want other kids and sons and daughters just like Jesus. So that's the whole purpose of us becoming more like Jesus, so that we can have perfect relationship with God. Hallelujah. I, one day I was praying. I said, God, you know, I said, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And God spoke to me in my heart. When I say God speaks to me, a lot of times people look for God in an audible voice. He look, they look for dreams and visions. But how many know the devil can speak to you audibly? The devil can give you dreams and visions. God speaks with your heart to your heart. He doesn't speak to your mind or your emotions. He speaks to your heart, the real you. And so the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, why do you want to become like Jesus? I said, I don't know. I just want to become like Jesus because I've heard that all my life. You need to be more like Jesus. You got songs about, I want to be more like Jesus. And the Lord said to me, he said, the reason why you need to be more like Jesus, because Jesus and myself have perfect, uninterrupted relationship one with another. Hallelujah. So the, re the more like God, the more like Jesus we are, the more we can have fellowship undisturbed. And you know that Jesus knew God. He says, I thank you, Father, that when I pray, you always hear me when I pray. Hallelujah. So if you like Jesus, you can guarantee that your prayers are going to get answered. You only do those things that you see your father do. You get, your father says, okay, I want you to do this. And you see your father do it. You say, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to lay hands on you. And people get healed. You only, if, you, if we get to know God, we would, we would do, we, our lifestyles would be different. Yeah. Go to 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Hallelujah. 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, 
First <laughs> John 4, 7, 8. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Notice that. Everyone that loveth. Anytime you see T-H in the end of the, the word in King James, it means to continue. Everyone that continues to love is born of God and knoweth God or continues to know God. He that loveth not, he who, who does not walk in love, does not know God, for God is love. Notice that it didn't say that a person who does not walk in love wasn't born of God, but doesn't know God. And the measuring stick that I can tell whether or not you know God is not so much if you pray in tongues, not so much as you do miracles, but based on your love walk. If you walk in love, I know that you know God. Hallelujah. And God, because God is love. So a person who knows God is a person who's full of love. Hallelujah. This is how we know that we pass from death to life, because the love of God is in our hearts. And I can tell whether you know God based on your love walk, based on what you say. The Bible says, you know, people say, well, no one knows my heart but God. That's not true, because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if I stay around you long enough and you listen to your words, I'm going to know you. I'm going to know exactly what's in your heart. You want to know, you know, some of the young ladies, you dealing with guys, they talk and jive. You say, you just, just, just listen to their words. And, and it'll come out. Whatever's in their heart is going to come out. And so I know that you know God based on your words and your action. Hallelujah. So if you're a person who knows God, you're going to demonstrate love in your word and in your lifestyle. Hallelujah. Now, this is a good message. You say, okay, now I know I didn't need to know God. I, I want to know my father. But most of the time we hear messages like that. Say, praise God, lead church. Okay, I want to know God. Uh, God wants me to know him. But we don't know the how to. And to this morning I'm going to show you the how to. Hallelujah. The how to know God. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says, The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. So God deals with us by our spirit. A lot of times we're looking for God, but God speaks to our heart. He doesn't speak to your mind or your emotions or your ears or your, or, or your body. He speaks to your heart. Because the Bible says in John, I believe, 4, it says, God is a spirit. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit or in the new nature in, and in truth. Okay, and truth is, the Bible says, John 17 says, thy word is truth. And the number one way that God speaks to us is through his word. Say this after me. Say, the Bible is God speaking to me. Anytime I want to hear from God, I need to read my Bible. Do you know that less Christians, more Christians read books and listen to preaching tapes and come to church, but it, it's a fight and a battle to read your Bible every day. And this is the main way that God speaks to us. People want to know voice, they want to know the voice of God. They want a, um, a vision. They want to know God's will for their life. And God says, I've left 66 books. This reveals who I am. This is the determining factor. If you get a vision or a dream or a prophecy, if it doesn't line up within the 66 books, it's not God. Hallelujah. So the number one way that we know God is through his word. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you some scripture. Go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People want to know God through trees and uh, <laughs> um, rocks, astrology. None of those things. Can, you cannot know God through those things. The number one way God speaks to us as human, human beings, not animals, <laughs> Now, human beings is through his word. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Notice that the word is God. 
And the written word reveals the living word. And the living word reveals the Father. So the more you know the word, the more you're going to know the living word. And the more you know the living word, the more you're going to know the Father. So Jesus came so that we can know the Father. The Holy Ghost has come so that we can know Jesus. The Holy Ghost reveals to us Jesus. You remember the scripture it says that the Holy Ghost, when the Comforter comes, he's going to testify of me. He's going to testify of Jesus. So any spirit that testifies of Jesus is the Holy Ghost. You remember it says only that if, if any man says that Jesus, come, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, this is the spirit that is of God. And this is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The Holy Ghost has come to magnify Jesus. There's a scripture in John, I believe, 16, says that when the Holy Ghost comes, he will not speak of himself, but he will only speak those things that he hears the Father speak. He'll testify to me. He'll teach you all things. The Holy Ghost, the main reason for us to get filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues is so that we can know God in a greater dimension. Hallelujah. Praying in tongues is not just so you can come to church and jump and shout and, you know, and oh, I'm in intercession. No, it's so that you can know God. Hallelujah. The reason why you pay your tithes is so you can know God more as a provider. The reason you confess the word is not so, so much that you're haughty and you want to display your knowledge of the scripture so that you can know God. The reason why you pray, the reason why you fast, the reason why you come to church is so that you can know God. Hallelujah. We don't have to be in darkness anymore. But we can get in the light because the word is the light. Hallelujah. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Hallelujah. Wherever the Word is, there's God. If you want to know where God is, it's where the Word is taught and preached. Hallelujah. God is in this house. God is in this church. Where the Word is preached and taught every Sunday, Wednesday, and maybe Friday. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, that's where God is. And I want to be where God is. The Word of God reveals who God is. If I want to know God's mind, will, and purpose and desires for my life, I need to begin to read my Bible every day. Uh, you know, they use, there's a saying says, the apple a day to keep the devil away, a scripture a day to keep the devil away. Because you remember in Mark 4, 4 says, it is written, Je the devil came and tempted Jesus, and Jesus says, it is written. For man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And when you begin, begin to eat and devour the word of God, you're going to know God. The Bible says, Jesus says, my words are life and they're spirit. And when you read and study and meditate God's word, they become spirit. They become food for your spirit. Your spirit begins to get stronger and you'll get to know God more by reading your Bible. Hallelujah. And that's the only thing God requires is that we study the word and we meditate the word and we read the word and we listen to the word and we look at the word. Because as you read and eat and devour the word, the more God you know. Hallelujah. The less you do, the less you don't know God. Because remember, God is a spirit. He's going to deal with your spirit. And more your spirit is strong, the more gonna, your spirit is going to know God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God. I thank God for the word. Hallelujah. It says, God who has sun-dry times and diverse manners spake and times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us. Check this, this is how God spoke to, is speaking to us in the last days. By his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who been the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. If you want to know what God is like, people got the bracelets, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Jesus do whatever is the word. Amen. So you want to know what would Jesus do in the situation? Just go to the word. I mean, don't look for God to speak to you. Don't look for, oh, 
I just, I don't know what Jesus would do. Well, find out what Jesus did in the, on the earth. Find out what God has spoken to us through his word. And then you'll know exactly what would Jesus do. Jesus would do only those things that his father, he sees his father do. And the word of God is God, is, is, <laughs> is God speaking to us. So the more God's word we get, the more we'll know what Jesus would do. So the more words you get, the more you'll know what Jesus is doing. You don't have to go around saying, what would Jesus do in this situation? Jesus is doing, okay, somebody beating you, the Bible says, if somebody's cursing you out, the Bible says, bless those that curse you. If somebody despitefully used you, the Bible says, pray for those. So what would Jesus do if somebody was, you know, cursing you out? Bless them. If somebody cursed you out, get, get some money out and say, okay, I'm going to bless you. I, I mean, I love you. <laughs> you know, and send them an offering. And you're doing what Jesus would do. Ha- Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to Psalms 119. Glory to God. You know, um, Brother Marty said to me this morning, he's like, I think it was Teresa. Um, They were saying something. Oh, you preaching this morning? Oh, good. Praise God. And um, I said, um, the spirit of revival is on me. And he he was like, what? I said, because where the anointing is, there's revival. Hallelujah. And God is on me. Because the Bible says you should receive power after the Holy Ghost has come up from So the Holy Ghost is on me, and where the Holy Ghost is, there's revival. Revival is not so much, I know a lot of times we see, you know, Charisma Magazine, television, CBN, 700 Club. <laughs> you see different stuff. It's like, that's revival. Well, revival is, the, is revival of the heart. It's what you can do every day in your life. It's not so much a, a move or a manifestation. All those things are good if it's in line with God's word. But you know, God, God wants you to be reviving your homes. He wants, to be, he wants you to be revived on your job, that you know God. You can know the voice of God. You can go down the street, and God says, don't do that. And you just turn around and say, okay, I want to do it. Um, I have a friend, and she knows God so much, and I always, I look to her as a big sister in Christ. The Holy Ghost told her one day, she was getting up, getting ready for work, and the Holy Ghost says, go in and work late. And so, you know, she called her boss and said, I'll be there a little late. And she said, why God wants, wants me to go in and work late? And um, come to find out, her boss came in and fired everybody in the morning, just like Friday, where she came in right after that. So we can know God that way on a day-to-day basis. It's not so much that we can know God or know his voice during church, but every single day we can know God. Walk with God that God say, don't do that or do this. I know another situation, a young lady, she was um, doing her laundry, washing clothes, and this guy came and, and she, he was trying to talk to her and she was like, she started witnessing to him and the Holy Ghost said, stay away from him. And so she, the next couple of days she saw him out, she was t- trying to take the trash and throw it in the trash bin, and she couldn't do it, and she was like, kind of small. She was like, Ugh. and then he was like, let me help you, so he, she just took it, and, and the Lord, Lord's like, stay away from him. Like two weeks later, the guy had moved downstairs with her, ne- her downstairs neighbor and had raped her and beat her to death, and the Holy Ghost said, that was for you. So it pays to obey God. It pays to hear God. It pays to know God. When you know God, God will save you money, time, and energy. When you know God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Psalms 119. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. It says, I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. Jump down to verse 9. It says, Where shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. John 15 verse 3 says, you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. And the number one people are looking for deliverance. They're looking for healing through, you know, um, laying on hands, which is totally scripture. And they're looking for, a lot of times they're looking for um, God to um, show himself strong on their behalf through other people. 
But the main way that God's going to clean us up and make us just like Jesus is through his word. So if you, the more words you get, the more you like Jesus. Hallelujah. The less words you get, the less, the less you like Jesus. The more like the devil you are in the world. Remember that scripture in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way that we're going to know God is that our mind is renewed. And the more God's words you get, the more that word cleanses your mind. You have problems with lustful thoughts or um, uh, suicide, 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 suicide. What is that? Suicide. Suicide thoughts. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Suicide thoughts. Um, and let's see, violence, anger, bitterness, jealousy, and the list goes on, the more of the words you need to get. Because that word will cleanse your thought. You remember that scripture in, I think, 2 Corinthians chapter 10? It says um, to pull down strongholds. A lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to pull down strongholds over cities and stuff. Foolishness. It's talking about the strongholds in the mind, the pattern way of thinking, the way that the world has, has um, trained our mind to think, the way our parents and life experience. And God says, no, the way you're going to pull those ideals and those thoughts down is by taking heed to God's word. Everything that exalts itself against the word of God, we ought to pull it down and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And the only way that you and I are going to do that is that we get in the word and let that word saturate our mind. The more our mind is like the word of God, the more we have the mind of Christ. The more we'll know how to defeat the devil, the more we'll be prosperous. The more we'll have joy, because the more of the word you get, the more God you get. Hallelujah. That's good news. Hallelujah. Psalms 119, verse 18 says, Open thou my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Glory to God. Go to Psalms. Glory to God. It's, you need to take some time and just go through Psalms 119. It will bless you. Psalms 119, verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God's word is forever settled. There's one scripture he says, I have exalted my word above my name. The word of God is more important than anything or anybody on the face of the earth. And if you place, base your life on the word of God forever, will your life be settled? Your life will be stable and unmovable because it's based on something that cannot move. Hallelujah. And so the more God's word you get, the more stable your life is going to be. The less, word, the less God's word you get, the less stable you'll be. Go to Isaiah 55. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. A lot of, you know, when people read that, it's like, okay, God's ways is higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my ways. So, I mean, so I never know God. Wrong. Check this out. Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down as the snow from the heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sore, and bread to the ear. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So God's word, God is saying, okay, your ways are not my ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, but they can be. As we take that word and put it in our mouth and our hearts and our minds, the more his ways becomes our ways. We say, okay, that's my father. I would do it that way. My father, you know, again, goes back to WWJD. I would do whatever God's word says. People ask me all the time, say, what religion are you? Are you charismatic, word of faith? I said, no, I'm a word believer. I, I'm just word. They said, what's your, what's your doctrine? What's your creed? The word. 
What do I believe in? The word, Genesis to Revelation. I believe every book. I believe the table of contents. I believe it says page 947. I believe it. That's my, that's my doctrine. That's what I believe in. I, I don't have a religion. This is my relationship with God. This is God speaking to me. And he'll speak to you if you'll open your Bible and read it. Hallelujah. And so it's like, it's people ask you all the time, well, are you Pentecostal? No, no I'm not Pentecostal. I, I, I'm a word believer. That's my religion. That's my doctrine. That's my creed. I believe every word. I believe Noah built the ark. I, it sounds fair. I believe Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe the word of God. I believe Jesus is coming back. I believe in tongues. I believe in healing because it's in the words. That's the only reason why I believe what I believe is because it's in the words. If you never get in the word, you'll never know what you believe. How do we know that God is real? Because the word says he's real. He's demonstrated himself through all 66 books and said, this is how I am. This is what I expect. This is what I don't like. This is what's to send you to hell. This is to send you to heaven. If you want reward in heaven, all it, all of it is in the word. So the more word we get, the more we know God and we'll be strong and we say, hey, I know God. Hallelujah. You can be like Elijah and call that fire from heaven because you know God. Hallelujah. You have to say, well, I want to know the God of Kenneth Hagin. I want to know the God of Elijah. I want to know the God of... No, he's my God because I know him through the word. He's a personal God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm almost finished, but this is how you know. I got a couple steps. You can get the tape or write this down. A lot of people say, okay, I'm, gonna read, I'm reading my Bible every day. Take five minutes a day. Five minutes. Everybody can take five minutes to read the word. Just five minutes. That's little, that's little more than what we were doing. Five minutes. The Bible says, draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to us. You draw five minutes to God, he'll draw five minutes to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's the truth. God doesn't expect, oh, I'm a, I have to be in the Word 24-7. No, it's impossible. God knows we have life. God knows some of y'all have kids. I don't have kids yet. I'm, I will one day. <laughs> God knows that your wife and your husband needs you. So, I will one day. <laughs> but, you see, but take five minutes every day. It's practical. Five minutes to read your Bible. Five minutes. Okay, I got these steps. How to study the Word. People say, I don't know what to start. Where do I start? Start in Matthew. Start in the New Testament. Because if you read the Old Testament before you start reading the New Testament, you might think, oh, I need to go get a cow and, and sacrifice it. And you'll get in trouble for that. Don't do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So start in Matthew. Find out how Jesus lived his life. And then go through Matthew Revelation. Just keep going over. And once you get a foundation of the new covenant, then go back. And you say, okay, I understand now. I don't have to sacrifice cows. I don't have to kill people who don't like me. Because <laughs> you will go to jail, and God will not help you because you were ignorant. <laughs> so <laughs> I should say God will help you. But <laughs> All right. How to study the word. Number one, you need to read it. <laughs> That's the very first step. People say, people say, oh, oh, how can I study? Read it. Just take five minutes to read the word. 2 Timothy 2.15. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm so glad I'm saved. Amen. Hallelujah. I know God. Hallelujah. I, I started saying, I started worshiping God over this. I said, I thank you, Lord. Not so much I'm going to heaven. I said, I thank you, Lord, that I'm going to spend all eternity with you. Just imagine that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. We're going to spend all of eternity with God. As you think about that, you're like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what I'm going through. It doesn't even matter what the devil's trying to do because I'm going to spend all eternity with God. I mean, that's exciting. The Bible says rejoice, not so much that the devils are subject to your name, to his name, but that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's just like, 
God, I'm going to spend all eternity and the ages and ages and eons and ages to come. Me and God, we're going to be walking hand in hand. I mean, that's good news. Hallelujah. That's the reason why he saved us. Not so much for rewards. Praise God. We need to, you know, you need to do what God told you to do. But the bottom line is that we can know him. We can fellowship with him. And it's like, you know, we have practice. Okay, I know God. I want to be like Enoch. He knew God. He was not. God says, come on, boy, come up here. <laughs> I mean, I'm longing for your fellowship. And I said, Lord, that's under the old covenant. Man, what about this? What about now? I want to know God like better than Enoch. I can know him because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2.15 says, to study to show thyself approval to God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you need to study the word. A lot of times kids, youth, they say, oh, I, I fell in this test. Well, have you studied? Have you studied? Have you taken the time to read your, your um, material? The Bible expects, the, the, God expects us to study his word. Not just so much for ministry gifts and uh, people on television and radio and music and different stuff to teach us the word of God. And so that every day we can know God. We can study and read his word. So the first thing you need to do is read it. The second thing you need to do is study it. The third thing you need to do is meditate it, the word of God. Psalms 1, we don't have time. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, talks about blessed is the man, and Chris, Chris, you should know this one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the sinners, nor, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in, in the law of the law, and the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. One day, you remember this, Mike? One day I taught for like 10 minutes off of that song. Come on, can we go to the next one? No, you need to get it. Blessed is the man. If you're going to be blessed with God, you you cannot walk in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth. I'm messing it up. <laughs> Let's go over there. Psalms chapter 1. Hallelujah. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or takes advice from the world. The world has given a lot of advice to us through television, the radio, through our life experience. Mom, mom didn't believe that, so I'm not going to believe that. No. The Bible says, blessed is a man. If you're going to be blessed by God, you cannot take the counsel or the advice of the ungodly. You cannot allow television, friends in the world to dictate to us how we should think and act and live. The, now, Bible, now, the world saying, well, it's okay to have sex outside of marriage. And the Bible says, no, it's not. You'll die and go to hell if you don't repent. <laughs> but it says, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. So notice the progression. First, you're walking in the advice of the ungodly. Now you're standing in the way of the sinners. And over in Proverbs, it says that evil pursues the sinner. Uh, the evil pursue also the Christian who walks like the sinner. So because you're in the way of the sinner, evil is going to pursue. You know people, there's trouble always around them, just always. Well, you better believe that there's sin and evil all around them because they're not walking in the ways of God. It says, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. First, you're walking, and now you're standing, and now you're sitting and the seed of the scornful. But his delight, the person who's blessed of God, his delight is in the law of the Lord, or in the word of God. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. It is possible to meditate God's word day and night. I've had the word of God come alive to me in dreams, where not so much that, you know, when I say dreams, don't get crazy on me. I'm not talking about, I got to verify everything. When I'm talking about dreams, I'm not talking about that um, God came in, I saw the Father. No, I'm not saying that. I saw scriptures. Scriptures came up to me, and I saw it like, wow. And it, it was, I was, 
about two or three months, I was meditating Philippians, just going over and over and over, reading and devouring that book. And that whole book, God showed me what it was all about, about being a servant. At first, I thought it was about rejoicing because that's what I heard from the pulpit. Oh, there's a how many words in there about rejoicing or the joy of the Lord? But it's all about serving. And I found, out, I found that out by meditating Philippians, going over and over. You should take some time, like those small books, like 1 John, and go over and read it a hundred times and see what it does to your, your spirit. You begin to say, oh man, this is good. You think it's saying one thing? And the more you read it, the more you meditate it, you're just going over and over. And how do I meditate, Dwayne? This is the easiest way to meditate. Okay, go to the scriptures. Instead of going in with your way of thinking or what you've been told about this scripture, kick it out or put it aside. And say, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna read out of the word instead of taking my ideas into the word. Okay, the best way to interpret scriptures is with other scriptures. So I'm going to read out of the scripture. I'm going to understand every word that I'm saying. I'm not going to try to figure out what it's trying to say, but I'm going to understand every word that I'm reading, and you begin to read it. And what you're doing is you're equipping your spirit for the Holy Ghost to teach you what God is saying. Hallelujah. See, a lot of times people say, well, there's many interpretations of the Bible. That's not true. If you write, I love you, what does that mean? I love you. There's no confusion about it. The same way with the Bible. There's one interpretation. There's not many interpretations. There's one interpretation. But God is so good. Not only did he, did he give us his word, 66 books, but he sent a personal teacher of the word. He said, now, okay, the reason why the Holy Ghost is going to come, he's going to teach you everything that is in my book. you got a personal tutor available to all of us. If you'll just tap into his classroom, and he'll begin to unveil to us the word of God. Hallelujah. Okay, first things, read it. Second, study. Third is meditate. Meditate the word. Um, fourth is confessing the word. Joshua 1.8, Mark 11.24. When you speak the word, it does something for you. You know, you're going through, like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And after a while, you start like, oh, yeah, I have no lack because the Lord is my shepherd. This is simple. The um, fifth thing is um, allow the word of God to be first place. Proverbs 4, chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, and incline thy ear unto my sins, and let them not depart from thy eyes and keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. When you confess the word and when you read the word, this, this is not just a regular book. This is a supernatural book because we serve a supernatural God. So this is, this is God speaking to us. He says, this word, that there will be life to you and there will be medicine to your flesh. I know one testimony at my parents' church, a husband was dying of cancer. His, his wife started reading healing scriptures to him, just constantly. And the healing scriptures, not so much somebody came and laid hands on him and prayed for him, it's that the healing scriptures start working on his body, start bringing his body back to life and causing his body to function properly. And when you speak God's word, things happen. You might not understand what you're saying, but eventually, oh, that word will begin to work in your life. You need understanding in something? Say, I understand. I understand. I understand. I'm prosperous. I'm prosperous. I say that I'm prosperous. I say that my mind is sharp. The more God's word you get, the more the word of God begins to cause your mind to be sharp. People say, well, when you get a certain age, you start losing your memory. That's not true. The Holy Ghost can take your memory and begin to say, hey, you understand better now than you did when you were a little kid. 
Hallelujah. I know 80-year-old, 80 80-something-year-old 80 man, he goes around preaching, teaching like there's no tomorrow. It's because of the word. It's be all because of the word. So as we get that word in our mouth, in our, in our ear, in it, and before us, that word begins to change our countenance. As you know, there's a scripture in Psalms 103. It says, I thank you, Lord, that you always satisfy my mouth with good things, so my strength and youth is renewed like the eagles. As you take that word, that word will make you new. And many people say, how old are you? you what? It's because of that word. It's because of the word of God. Hallelujah. That word is so important. Okay. Allowing the word of God to be first place. So we must put God's word first in your life. It's more important that you read your word than for you to eat your food. Because the things that we see are temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. The word of God is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word is not going to pass away. Bible says in uh, um, Numbers, God is not a man that he should lie. He has spoken it, and he'll also bring it to pass. He's not the son of man that he should repent. He'll make his word good. God will make his word good to us. And we'll put that word first place in our life. We say, okay, I'm going to make sure, before I do anything else, I'm going to put God's word. Some people might be a, a night person. It doesn't matter. Spend time in God's word. Hallelujah. The other step is to pray God's word. Um, and then the other is to do it or to live God's word. And then I got two more is to love God's word. We must love. David said in Psalms 119, I love your word above silver and gold. The word of God must be precious to our sight. We must esteem the word above everything in our life. And the last thing is to believe God's word. You have to believe God's word. You got to believe like if, if it says that um, there was a woman with a certain, with a certain woman with an issue of blood, you got to believe that there was a woman with an issue of blood. You got to believe that. Believe it. When you read the word of God, believe, I believe this. Your mind says, no, that's not true. It's, could that be true? It's true. I believe it. I be you have to make a deciding factor inside of your heart. I believe every word of God. And that's going to cause us to know God more. By doing those steps, pray it, meditate it, confess it, live it, put in the word of God first place, and uh, say, I, okay, I believe this. I believe. I believe. When you mix in faith with your reading of the Bible, it's like, hey, I believe this. I don't care what people say. I don't care what they say. We're all made like monkeys. I believe in the creation. I believe. I believe the word of God. I believe, if it's King James, I believe King James inspired 52 scholars. I believe the word of God. Hallelujah. Everybody thank God for his word. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for your word. Father, we esteem your word above life itself. We esteem your word, Father. Your word is more precious to us than silver and gold. Your word is more precious to us than foods. Your word, we esteem your word, Father. And we commit to reading your word every day, Father. We commit to reading your word. Your word is more important than to television. Hallelujah. Your word is more important than music and fellowship with other saints and believers and, and sinners too. Father, your word is more valuable than anything upon the face of the earth. And Lord, we will not be people ignorant of your word, Father. We, we choose to believe your word. We choose to put your word first place. We choose to read your words. And as you read the word, God says he'll, you'll know him better and better the more you read the word.